0: Welcome to the Habits of the Few, where we discuss habits, rituals, and mindset tactics that you can use to reach your version of success. And now, here's your host, Mona Bolsi. All right, so uh, good morning. Welcome, everybody, to Habits of the Few. I'm your host, Mona Bolsi. Today, I have quite an interesting, incredible guest. His name is Dr. Kraseno. And, um, you know, just looking at him, You'll be like, this guy's a doctor? Absolutely not. He is, in fact, a former Mr. America winner. He's a world-renowned speaker. He's an author. And, uh, you know, he's faced and defeated the deadly disease in his late 20s that inspired his journey of health and, and wholeness. And um, he has built one of the largest health and wellness clinics in the world, serving thousands every single week. He inspires audiences to embrace the hero inside, which we'll dive a little bit deeper into, and believe you can change the world around you. His message is on track to reach over a million future heroes through speaking, social media platforms, and life-changing conversations. This guy is the modern-day renaissance man. And uh, please, uh, welcome Dr. Chris Zaino.
1: Thank you, Mo. Appreciate everybody who's listening. Have a good time.
0: So... So let's kind of let's kind of backtrack a little bit, just because my um, my personal uh, ambition is in the strength and health industry as well as the wellness industry. I'm I'm obsessed with um, various forms of of uh, natural medicine. You know, I see a naturopathic doctor, like we were just talking about. I got a chiropractor, massage therapist, ART. I even did gua sha. I don't know if you've ever done gua sha before, but gua sha. Is like 20 times more painful than Graston in my opinion with Gua Sha they use these little tiny tools that that uh, just really dig in there scraping away whereas with with the Graston, it's almost like a set of knives like you know dull bladed knives that 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 are used to scrape away like the scar tissue you might know more than I do but um, how how were you able to put together, I guess, an all around wellness clinic that can give you can give patients and, and uh, a, a little bit of everything? Um, what what was your thought process in that? Like, what trigger? Like, I'm going to do all of this,
1: right? So, perfect. And I think this applies to any business. And, and I'll I'll take little side notes to just let people know that you know if you're listening, we'll make sure that you can apply something immediately today. For me and for anybody, you don't, you got it. Whatever you do in your business, you have to be 1 million percent congruent with it. Meaning, like if you look at the supplements on my wall in my office, they're the ones I'm taking. And when I change my protein powder, guess what changes? the stock you know i'll throw i'll I'll get rid of the stock like i just can't sell what i'm not i'm not congruent with you know so that's why like for me chiropractic that really saved my life you know i was uh, diagnosed with ulcerative colitis i was a week away from getting my colon removed i was bleeding every time i went to the bathroom i went from about 230 pounds to 158 and and i tried all the drugs you name it nothing was working hundreds of grand in, in medical debt and someone says hey you need to go see my doctor he's a chiropractor and i thought he was full of crap like I'm like I was so skeptical like you kidding me and uh but he says hey you didn't try everything and well, why you, you would have had your results so it just kind of woke me up to try it and you know within seven months my body healed itself there was no more blood I was not I was just totally healed my body was able to heal itself so I, I had the, you see what because I went through that experience I had the faith that hey my body can heal itself and so then I went back to school to get my doctorate in that because it was an experience. I had a personal experience. in. So everything I do like training and exercise, well, that's part of you and I, right? That's what we do. You know, I eat a certain way. That's what I preach. I tell people to eat a certain way. If I say eat organic, I better be eating organic. So I think a real easy way to sell, no matter what you're doing, even if you're working for someone, the best way to sell is you're actually living, a living testimony of it and you do it yourself on a daily basis.
0: Oh, I couldn't agree with you 100. percent Absolutely, it's like it's you're 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 an advocate of it. When you're an advocate of it, it's it's not really selling. It's more of like this is my story, and I'm going to tell you why it's so amazing and why you should be doing this. I agree with you.
1: And Mo, and, uh-huh. I, and another thing I do Mo that would be kind of cool is like it's just not the the owner or the business owner. It's how about your team? Like I, you know, they used to tell us never hire a patient. I'm like. Are you kidding me? I'm gonna hire a patient. You know why? Because they pay. Because like they paid for their care. They went through the care. They got the results from the care. They went through the ups and down the care. So I, you know, you can't, you can't find someone that has a, a heart that deep into what you're doing because they they did it for themselves. So even your employees, if you do have any, you want to make sure that they're also an advocate as well.
0: Really? So they say not to hire patients. I, w- I would think it would be the exact opposite just because like what you said and, you know, like with, with me, I always joke to my wife about this. I say, <clears throat> I think I miss my calling in life because, you know, I'm, I'm in the digital marketing space and I always tell like my wife, my close friends, whatever, like I really feel like I miss my calling in life when it comes to like the health and wellness because I just I'm so passionate about it and I can't see anybody more passionate than then someone that has been a patient become a practitioner.
1: Right. Oh, because you're an entrepreneur. and you think you think successful? See, this is just... Where did I learn that? I learned that in school. I learned that through education. I learned... Right, right. I was told that. But when you really have practical things that work in real life, it's like when someone says, I don't have the time or the money to pay for this care, and your team is like, um, you know what? I was working two jobs. I paid for it. You know what? Do you understand? Like, there's just such a deep... You cannot... You cannot get through them because they are just so rooted in. You cannot, you know what, you can't just train someone that's very superficial. That's kind of like you, your, your analogy with the Groston tools versus the guasha, right? Like, you know, one's, one's a little bit more superficial, but to get really, really deep down, they have to actually go through the experience. So I always uh, acknowledge, hey, listen, if someone, if you have a client or a customer that is sold out, doing great, doing amazing, uh, even if they have a job, I recruit them.
0: That's that's amazing that you do that. That's incredible. I think that's that's just such a intelligent way of of bringing people in. Have you? So you healed your body, yeah, or your body healed itself by by doing chiropractic adjustments? Can you can you go? You dive a little bit deeper on that.
1: that Yeah, hundred percent. So you know, winning Mr. America looked a certain way, felt a certain way. So it was really tough for me. Mo is. I based my health on how I look or how I felt. I covered the magazines. I trained. I was a personal trainer for the whole the show Xena Warrior Princess and Hercules. Like I was, I had a great, you know, wrote, wrote for online stuff, doing great. And when I got married, probably six months into our marriage, just start going to the bathroom a lot and it never stopped. Then it was just blood and it was just like, I, I didn't tell anybody. So I was, and that's the one thing sometimes, you know, people have to understand like, in life when there's something going on you definitely don't want to look the other way it just because it, it doesn't help so i but i did that i disassociated maybe it'll go away it didn't and then i got to the point where i was losing my bowels in public and that's the date my wife found out and so that's when i get diagnosed with this incurable terminal disease called ulcerative colitis and so they gave me all the anti it's an autoimmune so they gave me all these immune system suppressants and organ rejection medications and chemotherapies and nothing's working And that's why, you know, when my mom, my mom already lost two brothers. I lost two brothers and my mom lost my dad. So this is her third son dying. So when she sent out that email to everybody, yeah, she sends out that email like moms do, you know, pray for my son. And everybody's, you know, hope the surgery goes well. But my anatomy teacher from 10th grade, my sophomore year in high school, Mr. Bowman, he sent an email saying, I want to see Chris when he comes to the town. And the when I told him, you know, thanks so much. I'm not going to go see your doctor because I, I, I said this. Mo, I said I tried everything and I didn't realize See, when you're going through a tough time and this this relates to your health, your finances, your relationships and even your business. When you're going through a tough time, you don't realize it's a disease process. It's 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 and you don't get you don't realize when you get to the point of being a victim of hopelessness. And uh, when I said I tried it all, I was literally stating that I was a victim. I was stating that I tried everything. I I had no more hope. And he says, well, again, you didn't try everything. Otherwise, if you tried everything, you would have had your health. And it just was a statement that woke me up. And that's another thing, though, like if anybody's going through an issue in any of those areas, you know, relationships, finances, business or health, you know, be very, very um, sensitive to the people, the music the movies, the book you're reading around you, because there's words of wisdom that are speaking to you that might wake you up out of your your funk to be able to get a new opportunity. So I, I went, Mo, I, I gave it a shot, man. And then the doctor put it all on me. I, I told the doctor, when am I going to get better? And then he points at me, He literally pointed at my face. He goes, no bedside manner, but I appreciate it. He's like, when you choose to correct your problem, because I had a, a big 20 degree curvature in my lower spine. So our spines have to be straight up and down from front to back. So I had a lot of damage in my spine. I never had low back pain though, no I right? So my first symptom was colitis. So here, this is a huge blind spot. Like, so this is a blind spot I didn't know. This is the blind spot I wasn't addressing or taking care of. And that's what gets us, guys. It's not the things we know that kill us. It's the things that we don't know. And so I saw a blind spot. And so I, I started correcting that. And, you know, he corrected my spine like braces correct teeth. That's kind of what we do in my office as well. And uh, yeah, it takes a while, you know, it takes some time. But, uh, you know, three months I was off half the drugs, five months I'm off all the drugs. And seven months later is when uh, I was 100%.
0: That's incredible. Uh, You know, I I joke about this a lot because I get people that, you know, like I'm one of like eight. And I'm the oldest out of all my siblings. I've got younger brothers and sisters who... You know, like the 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 thing that they'll always tell me. Oh, I've tried everything. Oh, I tried everything. This didn't work. I tried everything. I can't get a job. I tried everything. You know, I can't get into this school. Yada yada yada. I'm like if you tried everything, something would have worked. You haven't tried everything. Don't 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 be deluded. And it's 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 crazy to me that for you that the curvature in your spine is what was causing the colitis.
1: Yeah, that's right there's absolutely yeah.
0: blows my mind. Like, oh man, yeah. did my, I didn't know that. That's,
1: you know, that's, go ahead. Because I mean, those nerve roots, those nerves come out of your spine. Your spine just doesn't, it's not for a posture. You got nerve roots coming out of there. And when with that amount of uh, misalignment of the spine, it put enough pressure on the nerves to actually shut down like mental impulses. And then the absence of health is disease. So the the, the absence of those mental impulses to the organs was putting me in an environment for a disease process
0: unbelievable yeah
1: yeah so cool um have you ever heard of a guy named dr joe dispenza absolutely man uh he was a chiropractor healed his entire body and i do i do his meditations every single morning
0: yep yeah, his meditations are awesome. His courses are awesome. His book is incredible. You ever seen the documentary on Netflix?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw. Yeah, I know Joe. Actually, you know, my one of my mentors is very good friends with him, and they they met through wine. He's also a wine connoisseur. That's like a you know, this guy has a very amazing life as far as he packs seminars with eighteen hundred people at eighteen hundred bucks. I mean, and does these seven day uh, meditation seminars and really some life changing uh, life changing stuff. So I and I'm I'm very uh, I'm grateful for him because I don't know, like, like I don't know if you're like Mimo, but he took the woo-woo of meditation, as we would say, and he demystified it because you know he actually has medical, uh, not medical, like scientific research studies showing brain how the brain's impacted all these other things and research, so it kind of demystified it to where I'm like, okay, I'll give this a shot, and, and probably for a year straight now, it's definitely been uh, very helpful for for my creativity and, and life.
0: You and I both. I've always thought meditation was woo woo. Now I've meditated, and you know prior to that, and I've I've I've, I've journaled. I you know power positivity, you know affirmations. I've always been in that, but like strictly meditating the way that everybody says you should meditate, I've always thought it was like okay, this is ridiculous. Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't until I started. I heard about him, and I heard about him on I think I think it was Ed Milet's. Uh, max Howell podcast
1: yeah
0: and i just started digging and read his books got his books went through a bunch of videos he, he did on youtube and his his uh netflix uh documentary and i was like this is insane and i know because he's got this all backed by science i know that because i've always believed deep down that 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 the mind can pretty much create anything like, if, if you've got control over your mind, not your mind controlling over you, you have the possibility of really shaping and creating your own destiny in some sense. And so the fact that he was able to do that just blew my mind. And and yours is a similar story. I mean, yeah, you not so much, you know, you, the power of the mind. I mean, the, the, it definitely is involved. But the fact that, that uh, it was a chiropractor that said, well, this is... This needs to be fixed in order for this to work, and then this needs to be fixed in order for this to work. Versus like the the you know Western medicine methodology, which is here, take a couple pills, and you know you're you're always going to have these problems, but this will help. It's like a band aid, you know. That, I feel like that's the, the that's what Western medicine is. It's just they're just band aids, never really figuring out the root, or it's surgery. It's it's like it, they're
1: extremes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely! I, I tell I tell my patients, listen, a prescription is basically a permission slip for you not have to change anything in your life. And when people realize that knowingly or un- yeah, right, knowingly or unknowingly, everybody listening right now, you're in the state of health, relationship, business, and finances knowingly or unknowingly you're living some type of recipe that got you where you are now you developed it like you were in control of it like don't blame the circumstances like whatever so i had this blind spot of health so even though i thought i tried everything like you said no i clearly didn't right and then so here was a blind spot so once that was corrected then my then my circumstances changed so the the prescription is absolutely just it's a permission slip for someone with diabetes to not cut down on the freaking sugar it's it's a it's for someone with cholesterol or heart problems to not have to and it's it's still it's not even a permission slip because it still doesn't work anyway so it's like when we start to get cause focused knowing that the, every cause doesn't go cause there's always a cause to something and just keep on searching and like you said you never give up uh, the search for that and there might be different roads that lead to the cause to, and to the to the improvement, but. I mean, you just never quit. You never take the quick fix at all. The quick fix leads to an, an early demise for sure.
0: Agreed. Before we get into your 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 hero methodology, I did want to address something that I I touch on almost every podcast because people tend to people tend to look at this like uh, you know like it's almost taboo, like or they frown upon it the 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 entire idea of quality meats and poultry and fish even vegetables um, in today's modern world and how terrible it is for you which is why i highly urge everyone to do organic grass-fed you know free range you name it i know that you're a big advocate of it and i just want people to hear it from you with your credibility why it's important, right. if you don't mind?
1: No, hundred percent. So remember, when you eat something, when you eat an animal, you're also eating what that animal eats. So remember, you eat what you eat what your animal also eats. So it's very important that I know what that type of meat, poultry, fish has eaten and how it was taken care of because I'm putting that into my body. And when I, you know, I, I, I eat to live, meaning that, like, when I when we consume foods. You know, the food we eat is the building blocks that replicate the body. Like our cells die off and our cells are replicated, right? Like we have a new body every couple of years. we, We all know that. And so I want to make sure the building material is pure. It's as good as it could be. And now, I mean, you know, Mo, 10 years ago when I did a nutrition talk, I didn't have to talk about the stuff I talked today about GMO food and, and non-organic and, and grain fed. And so something could look like a piece of steak and something could look like broccoli next to it. And people could say, hey, I went to sweet tomatoes and I ate the salad, but they don't realize they're not eating. They're eating Franken food. It's not real food anymore. It's loaded with pesticides and, and uh, you know, all types of, you know, preservatives and, and uh, these cows are fed hormones and growth hormones and estrogens to fatten them up and they're given a bunch of grain that's genetically modified so it becomes like, like i guess the best way i could say is Franken food. and when you consume this you're consuming all the toxins and the junk with it as well and so that's why uh not only do you do organic of course and mo a, a good tip is do organic uh, get get organic vegetables frozen because I know people say well they're expensive but when they're frozen you know you take out what you need so you never really waste it uh, when it comes to the meats, I even go a step further because even in supermarkets, if it says it's grass fed, it might be grass fed and grain finished. It's a sneaky loophole that the FDA lets you go through. So it I found fa-
0: grass finished, yeah,
1: yeah. So I found a farmer, find a local farmer, and uh, I got a local farmer here, and he brings and he brings all the meats to our office. So he, you know, we give him a lot of business. But I, I went to his farm, I looked at it. So it's purely it's grass fed, grass finished. The chickens are are no soy in the in the feed. So you know, it's so important. You find your food. And once a local farmer or local organic, uh, it's, it's probably, it's cheaper because they're local and you're supporting your local farms. So like what you're right, Mo, like you and I, when we're talking, when it comes to our body, the reason why we have the amount of health we do is because there's so much intention, you know, the, and then there's just, and I really put non-negotiables. It's like, I'm not going to eat. Like if I'm at the airport, or I'm traveling, I bring grass-fed beef jerky with me. I will not eat anything there because I just don't do that. I'm not going to put it in my body because I feel it. You know, I'm not going to put myself through that.
0: Oh, God, I was just about to say, you really do feel a difference. Yeah. Like, it's almost instantaneous. Yep. It just kind of sits there and lingers. I think uh, I agree with you on the local farmer. So my uncle raises chickens. I get my eggs from him. And uh, I got a buddy of mine that that, that raises cattle. And, you know, like uh, uh, a mutual friend of ours, we, we typically will we'll split the cows. So I'll buy 50%. He'll buy 50% freeze it and uh, you know we do that several times a year and you know I give it out to like my family my mom here and there and they're like this is the most amazing it's like they they almost like treasure it they'll, they'll hold it for special occasion I'm like no eat this instead of the stuff that you're buying right like like have you seen like when they go to the supermarket and they buy just like frozen bags of chicken breasts and they'll say chicken breasts with rib meat and it just looks like chicken breasts should not be that large they're not that big. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, oh, yes. There's no way I, I like without any kind of GMOs and hormones, that chicken is going to be, you know, the, the chicken is going to be that huge. It's not possible unless it's just a genetic freak, but I'm like, this isn't, I, and I showed them, I remember one time I, 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 I took, I think it was my sisters. I took them over to my place. I'm like, I want to show you the difference between, um, uh, a, a, a hormone like injected GMO chicken versus one that that is just natural like there's nothing in the meat and they couldn't believe like the the, the size difference of like the chicken breast the legs the wings like it was insane anyways uh, so yeah I'm glad that you that you really kind of uh, explain um, in detail about that because i think it's just so critically important i mean and people say it's too expensive well it's like two three dollars more right three four bucks more is you got to step back and think to yourself is it really worth you know not spending the extra few bucks to to take care of your temple like your body is your temple like how you know, it's it's it should be your greatest investment. I know you preach that a lot, so I appreciate you taking the time to explain that. Yeah, no. So, problem. so I want to I want to switch gears and dive into the 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 hero methodology, the hero program that uh, that you that you put together, and it's kind of it, it definitely resonates with me. Um, and if you can break that down for me, I know you've got remembering your childhood hero facing your secret identity and the fears and fogs and failing to realize your dream how did you come about the hero philosophy and um and 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 where it is today if you wouldn't mind kind of diving deep into that
1: no absolutely so here i get my health back i get my doctorate in 2005 my wife and i started my office and we became the largest clinic in the history of our profession so things were great it was just a a, a wonderful story and then probably around 35 36 37 i'm looking around mom like i got everything i mean you know healthy wife check two beautiful kids boys check done um awesome clinic amazing people that i have love and contribution and, and all the, you know all the human needs are met there a beautiful house we built pay, I paid for it lamborghini in the garage like dude everything right had my health had everything and then i started like just internally i'm like why am I feeling kind of heavy? I was starting to feel heavy or a little bit numb. Uh, I would say a little bit depressed and, and disengaged. I started disengaging from people and I just didn't know what was going on. And I'm very, I'm very introspective. I can tell you, I can be open with my feelings. And for this one, I couldn't uh, put my finger on it. was like this beast in the cage. I don't know what it was. And uh, I was just getting worse and worse and worse. And I, I couldn't tell, I couldn't talk to anybody because I was afraid of someone saying, like, you're not grateful, right? Because I was grateful, but I just, I was feeling these feelings. There was a reason. And so my son was in the other uh, other room. I was in my office at home. And he goes to his mom, he goes, hey, mom. He goes, what happened to daddy? And he said in a way, Mo, that it was like, what happened to the guy that used to be my dad? You know, he knew it took a child. It took my, my uh, at the time, eight or nine-year-old. To see that even though I put on that smile, Mo, even though I, I, I walked the walk, it just, he knew something was rotting on the inside of me, so my soul was dying. So I asked permission, hey guys, I'm going to take a couple, some days to myself. And I, I got really honest with myself. Mo, I was like, so why do I do what I do? And I just questioned my purpose. I questioned my Why? And I was, I was coming up with a lot of Success 101 answers, which is, here's Success 101 answer. When I some, when I tell, like we were talking about, people say, food's too expensive. Well, if I asked them what their greatest asset is, they, they would say, oh, it's my health. No, that's what you want me to hear. But if I look at your checkbook, I can really see what your greatest asset is. So I was saying, well, you know, what's my why? I want to help people. Yeah, it wasn't really moving me. I, well, I want to see people live optimal lives. Yeah. But then finally, I just got so pissed off. I'm like, you know what? I just want to be admired for achieving amazing things and doing something in this world that it's never seen before. You know, I just, I got, like, selfishly, I just want to be admired, known for doing some amazing stuff. And uh, I felt something release. I felt like my, the calluses of my heart come off. And I looked up the definition of admired, contribution, achievement. You know, I just, because I want to know, what, it be, what is this coming out of me? And then when I was scrolling down Google, I saw the term, the definition of hero. And the definition of a hero is one who is, um, admired or idolized for courage, contribution, outrageous achievement, and nobility. I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. And then all of us, I remember back, all of us that are listening, when you were younger, you remember, like, I wore the superhero costumes and pajamas all the time. You know, I realized I worked out because I wanted to look like the superheroes. I, I won Mr. America, Mr. Universe to have superhero titles. I, I beat this life threatening disease. I became a doctor to go save lives. And so I had the achievement part, Mo. Clearly, and I had the contribution part, but here's the thing: I didn't have the courage, and I didn't have the courage to allow myself to be who I was really created and destined to be, and what I felt I should be. Because, and I told people because I, I I was living a secret identity in the fact that. Like I let my job dictate my identity, you know. Like, let my job, like being the doctor, was who I was. And so, for me to make this impact or to do do bigger and greater things, even outside the health and wellness field, it meant that I had to leave my lane or lose my identity. So I, I would just, I would, I got scared. I shrunk. I mourned. I, I, I came back. But when you realize, if you're listening on this phone right now or, or in the line, if you, when you realize you're living half your life and half your potential, the other half of your life and potential will torment you forever. And I realized in that moment, I was never depressed, Mo. I was never disengaged. I was never numb. I was, I, was, uh, I was not ungrateful. I was grieving my potential the entire time. So that feeling, so if you're listening right now and you have that feeling of unsatisfied and unfulfilled, and you just know there's something, you just don't, you can't put your name on it. When I say the word, you're grieving your potential, that should hit you right in the spot that, that really covers it. And so that's what it was for me. So I chose to embrace the hero aspect of me and allow myself to, because at 36, 38 years old, Mo, like I still was living out everybody else's value. You know what I mean? Like, Like, my parents never went to college, so I had to go to college. So I I was living out what was a good idea that everybody else told me to do versus really finding my own truth and living up my life, what really gives me excitement. Like, you know, you love health and wellness, and you said, maybe I I, I missed it. No, dude, you love it. It's You do it, right? So you do something you love. And so that's when I created the I'm Hero Project, and I've been speaking and uh, developed that course and and, uh, helping uh, coaching with the uh, high executives that go through this, man. You'd be amazed. 100 millionaires, guy who sells his company $100 million, a week later is depressed because it's like he, his identity is gone. So it's about allowing people to step in the life they want to create without having other people's values dictate it.
0: Wow. And so you looked up... You 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 Googled the description and the definition came out to be the definition of a hero. Yeah, or the term hero. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then so I, I made a four-part methodology. Which again, how did I come up with it? It's because it was. It took me. I, it was my own process of getting through what I had to go through because I could have stayed where I was at and, and it would have been comfortable, but tormenting. But just I choose. I chose to. You know, and that's when we, you know, we moved, we did all these other things, just amazing stuff. We really ran for it. We, 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 I jumped into the uncertainty. I jumped into the unknown and it was really, uh, just an amazing, amazing ride. It was such, such a blessing. And so the four parts of the methodology is number one, you got to embrace the hero mindset. All right. And then number two, we could go into a little deeper Then number two, then you maximize your superpowers. These are your unique gifts and talents that, that we all have that we love to do. Uh, how do we know it's a it's a unique gift a superpower because you talk about it all the time you want to do it all the time you feel good doing it you would do it for free it's like the thing that everybody we take our talents for granted because they're easy to us but your talent that's easy to you could be something that someone desperately needs like digital marketing. like what you do is like a weakness of mine it's a strength for you and then choose your vehicle and this is what my vehicle is like my vehicle is speaking in video for someone it's writing for someone it's 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 voice for someone it's One-to-one, knee-to-knee, someone's one-to-many. And then after that, with most personal development and self-help never tells you is they get you excited about something, but then they don't tell you how to monetize it. So then the big leg that really helped uh, people I work with is now, what is it you love to do? And now let's work, especially with today's social media technology, anything you love to do, guys, you can make slime and, and make it tremendously monetizable, right? So... Uh, it's, it's how to monetize your message. But the keyword is your message, monetizing your message, because then you get to live a life that you love. And then the thing that you can't stop thinking about, you know, what's the thing that you're, you have an irrational obsession about? Like, that's where I love it. I, what, people say, what's a great way to raise your kids? And I'm like, I just look for what my kids are obsessed over. And if they're obsessed and crazy over it, I pour all my money into that because, I mean, nothing beats someone who's obsessed and focused on one thing that they love to do. You'll outwork everybody because you because the the act of doing that work is your reward. It's not the end result. It's like so you find someone who loves what they do. By default, they outwork everybody. Yeah, you know, so it's it's a great way to do it. We've been having a lot of fun with it. I agree, one hundred percent. How do you?
0: I think this is this is something a lot of people struggle with. How do you find what your natural talents are, which can be identified as I guess self awareness.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I have a whole little list and I'll go over like, you know, uh, what is the thing that you forget to eat? Uh, what is it like, you know, for me, that's a big deal. Like if I'm doing something, I forget to eat. Like that's pretty good. <laughs> or what's the thing that like time flies by when I'm doing it? Um, sometimes I notice when I'm doing, if you're doing that thing and we'll, we'll, I'll give you a reason how to find the thing. Like if that's that thing you do. And I notice, like right now I'm talking emo and. talking my energy is higher. I leave the. I'm going to leave the conversation with you way higher energy than I did when I started. Right. So the act of doing it actually recharges you. You tap into like this universal power. Like you. Act, you don't need coffee. You just need to do what you do. What is the thing that if I gave you fifty million dollars I and mean, after six months after you blew you know spent and did all those things, now you got fifty million bucks. Now what are you going to do? And what would that to be the thing that you do for free you know and so what is the thing that people always come up to you and talk to you about like even though i'm a doctor people still come up to me and talk to me about nutrition and stuff like that right? so what is the thing that people uh, that i want to talk that i can talk to you till two three four in the morning so you find those things and if someone's saying well i don't know you gotta understand when you say the word i don't know you do know that's just that's just your secret identity that's the old you trying to protect itself like you do know it's about remembering and so how do you know? Well, and, and if some of you, sometimes I say you got to do the buffet of life, meaning that you went to school, you went to college, you've been in a nine to five job. So you, you don't even know what you want anymore. You don't even know what you like. And the only way you know what you like is actually trying different things. I have a patient. I love her. And every couple months she comes in with a different, she's doing a different job. I'm like, you know what? I appreciate you because at least you're trying the buffet of jobs to really find out and lock down what you, what you want to do. But a lot of times you just got to try a lot of things. Because a lot of times we're so sheltered and we did what everybody else wanted us to do that we never really sat down and we said, well, who the hell am I? Like, I literally looked in the mirror and didn't know who I was because it's like, like, did I have an, an original thought? Am I doing something that I, I thought would be a good idea for myself? And uh, I didn't. And I, here I was in my mid-30s and now at 42, really allowing myself to, to experience contrast. That's a keyword, Mo. right? So if I try something and I don't like the way it feels, I don't like it, then good. It clarifies more what I do want. So it's just, it's being self-aware to those things that when you do it, it's like top, you know, sticking your finger into an outlet and you get this amazing energy and everybody has it. It's not like a gift. It's just self-awareness for sure.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's tough to, it's tough to identify sometimes. And I think a lot of people struggle with it because what they feel they're like, Some I think some people are deluded they believe that their talent is one thing, but if you ask like someone who's very close to them, like maybe their spouse, brother, sister, whatever, they'll tell you, "Well, no, he's actually really talented in singing." And this guy will think that he's very talented in playing basketball when in turn he sucks at basketball. Right. So I think that also t- tends to help is getting some sort of out- outside source. Um, so I want to talk about. I know you got, we got to get you off the phone here pretty soon, but uh, I, I want to give you this platform to kind of discuss some of the things that you're working on. Um, I know you put, you put together a lot of digital products and courses and things like that. What, what is something that you're going to be working on? That's going to be launching here soon. Well,
1: I have the, uh, the I'm Hero project, the actual, that's my masterpiece right now. That's something that'll be coming out probably in the next, probably two months. And, you know, I looked at masterclasses and it's, you know, I looked at the best masterclasses out there, and I wanted to one-up it to make it more entertaining and very, you know, uh, efficient. Like, I don't like watching 40-minute modules. You know, I, I don't think anybody has the time. So I just created something, a course, where we could go through these principles to really take someone from saying, am I living a secret identity to their full-blown hero potential and connecting them with people such as yourself or, or what I call heroes. That's the fears and fogs. What I mean by this. The reason why we don't do something or the reason why someone's listening doesn't make that step because, number one, you get inspired, so you know it's a good move. But here's the thing. Then you start to think, oh, what what you're not good at, what you can't do, or what I call fears and fogs. The fears of, like, I don't know digital marketing. I don't know anything about a Facebook ad. And all these things we don't know how to do, we get scared. And what do we do? We procrastinate and then nothing happens. So my job is like, let's write down all those fears. Let's write down all those fogs. Write them down on a piece of paper because, number one, it desensitizes them it takes them out of your emotion. Now it's on a piece of paper. You could objectify it. And then you make those fears and fogs, your new goals for 2019. And what's that mean a new goal? Well, the new goal is this. If those are my fear, if they're the only things that are standing in my way, then I need to either learn the skill, partner with someone who has a strength in my weakness or hire out my other weaknesses and fears and, or hire people Uh, That comes in and takes that fear away from me. So it clears the road and there's now nothing standing in your way uh for reaching the dreams and going to the next level of your life i believe all of us will have multiple chapters in our lives so you know you know what you're doing now mo in seven years you could be doing something uh even bigger greater and and not even related to what you're doing now and that's fine that's okay so if someone's even listening right now and you're like well i just don't know what i I just don't know my purpose that's okay it's not you're not it's not time yet like you'll know it like you'll know it so you just gotta allow life to bring you through enough crap or enough situations or enough exposure enough contrast to really start clarifying and sculpting this is what i want to do and and you'll you'll know and even if you're getting closer to it if i could do if i if i do something and i fail or if it's a perceived failure it just gives me clarity i'm like well great i I definitely know i want this now and so that's why uh we're easily anybody i could take from where they are now and really get them to remember what it is that they truly love to do That's incredible. Um, <clears throat> where can people find? Oh, cool. So, um, well, Instagram's really good under Dr. Zaino, D-R-Z-A-I-N-O. And, uh, and something I have for everybody, I have something called the Hero Secret Sauce. So when someone says, okay, you went to Mr. America, you, you built this practice, you know, just like you Mo, like, I could ask you the same thing. Like, hey, you build all these companies and you're doing this stuff and you're very successful. And what's your secret sauce? And you might say, well, I don't have a secret sauce, but you do. You do like it, even, even subconsciously. So even though I, I, I hit the top of very different areas of life, uh, and then I distilled it down to five basic characteristics and principles that uh, I put into something, it's a PDF for you guys. If you just go to Iamhero.com forward slash secret, so it's Iamhero.com forward slash secret you'll get that hero secret sauce. I have a couple videos for you going over them and a PDF and and a little workbook that goes with it. And this will help start moving you uh, in any way. You can apply it right now today, uh, either at your work, your profession, your job your relationship, you apply these principles and you will get better in those areas for sure.
0: Awesome. I, um, I appreciate that. That's going to be incredible uh, for my listeners. I think that's going to be a, a, a gateway to, um, really starting down this path because no matter who you are and no matter how successful you become, I, I truly believe I'm one of those people that believe that it's it's difficult to be successful in all facets of life. You'll find people that are extremely successful in business, but their relationships, their marriages, you know, maybe have been suffering, or they're really successful with a relationship with their business or financial suffer. And so I think this is really, really great <coughs> to be able to kind of understand full, full spectrum and, and how to elevate yourself. So I appreciate that. A couple of things I do at the end of my podcast is I ask a couple closing questions. And the first question I ask
1: is, what is your favorite quote? My favorite quote is by Nathaniel Brandon. And he was a uh, psychotherapist and, you know, psychologist. Uh, and his quote was this. When people would come and complain to him as a victim, he would look at him and he'd say this. Here's the quote. No one is coming to save you. And you would do that because it, it creates self-resolve. Like when you realize no one's coming to save you and the circumstances of your life are created by you or it's how you react to them. So anytime, uh, and it, it's really, it's a positive quote. No one's coming to save me. You know, no, and a hero believes that. No one's coming to save the people. So what do they do? They step up, they step in and they take charge. So my quote is, no one is coming to save you. I love it. Who...
0: In your mind, in your opinion, who do you think has been the most inspirational to your life? Who has made the greatest impact in your life?
1: And I and, and I'll say who it is, and then I'll explain why. Um, I'm going to actually have to say myself, and I'm not doing like the Snoop Dogg thing, but man, let me tell you, when I was sick. And I was scared and I was down. I had no willpower. People thought I was, I was not positive when I was sick, guys. Like there was no positive affirmations that got me through it. But just realizing like if I was to go back in time and talk to myself, then just the stuff that I went through and how I responded to things and, and just getting and building a relationship with myself from my thirties, like I didn't know who I was and building a relationship that really inspired and looking back at the things I was able to accomplish. It was almost like David, David and Goliath, you know, like some of the past trials I got through, I was able to really look at it and inspire me to do even more in the future. If I like, you know, that whole, I love that David and Goliath uh, story. Cause like, you know, he wasn't an underdog. He was a kid who like killed a bear and he killed a lion and he tended sheep. And he, he got really good with a slingshot for like 15 years. So when this big giant comes, like, the, the the books and religion make it seem like it was an underdog. No, he was the most prepared. He's like, no, guys, I got this. And that's where I think our past the the things everybody everybody on this line, you got through something rough in your life, whether it be maybe you didn't have a dad at home or a mom at home, or you know you got bullied, whatever it was, but you got through it. So instead of looking at it as a defeat, look at like, hey, you got through this. Look at the resolve and allow that to inspire you forward. So. Um, I fall back on on myself for sure. And what I learned.
0: That's awesome. I, I, I get where you're coming from. I understand. I understand your perspective. I think a lot of people tend to be like, well, what their first reaction, when somebody would say something like that. Oh, this guy is obviously full of himself. But the reality is you're not, you're, you're, you're looking at it. I wish more people thought like that. You're, you're, You're almost looking at it from like a third person's perspective. You're you're looking inwardly, but outwardly at the same time. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And hopefully
1: everybody knows, Um, like you could tell from my heart and my intention that it was just like sometimes I think more of us listening, you need to be a little bit more proud of yourself and what you went through, because I believe, you know, people uh, really are tough on themselves and they don't realize how amazing they are. Uh, because they're comparing themselves to too many other people. They're saying, well, I'm not like Tony Robbins or I'm not like this person on Instagram. And this comparison creates uh, insecurities beyond belief. But you never know what they went through. Like when you see someone successful, like don't envy or covet them because you never, like you you weren't in their shoes. You don't know what they went through. You don't know what they sacrificed, right? So it's like, so instead of comparing, it's like, well, why don't you look at the the wins in your life and be inspired by that?
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, last thing I want to end on is you have a 15 minute fuel uh, segment. Could you, um, could you talk about that and how people find that if they need to uh, be a little quick, little tidbit for their, for their awesome. day? Yeah.
1: So if you go, I have two shows I have uh, on YouTube. I have one called uh, 15 minute fuel, which was actually turned into hero fuel. So that's on YouTube and iTunes and then I have uh, YouTube videos that I post every week called Five Minute Fuel because sometimes fifteen is too long. So I did Five Minute Fuel, and these are really, really good. Actually, Five Minute Fuel, Mo. Let me tell you the intention behind that. When I was like going through a rough time and feeling depressed and didn't know why, I got in front of a camera and I was just gonna leave my sons. Like out of all the books I read, when I read a book, Mo. I read the book and I take notes, like a book report, so I don't have to read it again. So I summarize the book into like three pages of notes so I know I don't have to pick it up again, right? So, and, and from all my talks I did around the world and stuff, I, I said, listen, I'm just gonna make some videos for my son so like I, I can leave it to them. I can leave it to my grandkids that this was the wisdom that I learned. And so I went up, I sat in front of a camera and then three hours go by and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot to eat, right? Like I this is how it started. And so I went up shooting 300 segments of five minute fuel, which is all these like characteristic traits of successful people or just words of wisdom that I would, I really did it for my kids, but I actually took those and I put them online and uh, as five minute fuel. So you can see that at YouTube or Facebook or, or Instagram, you, you can follow an email and you'll be able to have access to those. That's incredible.
0: That is so awesome. This has been one of uh, my favorite episodes. I really appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to do it. And uh, I hope it won't be the last. Hopefully we can touch base in the next year or so, or six months, or who knows when. And uh, we can see, you know, what, what incredible things you have accomplished.
1: Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you, man. Well, all right. I hope
0: we- you have an awesome day. That was really fun. Dude, that
1: was awesome, man. Thank you so much. Sorry about you. You cut out a little bit at the end there. But uh, no, man, that was awesome. I'll love to do a sequel with you anytime you want, man. Sweet. Well, uh, stay in touch, yeah? No, always, always. And same here to you. Like, just you. I mean, you could text. You got my phone. Just text me. You'll never bother me. So just text me anything on training or ideas. And then, you know, once I get this, this course built, then I'll, I'll definitely contact you on about really crushing some things out of the water here. Sweet.
0: And if, if you ever need like questions answered, just hit me up. I'm, I'm more than happy to be like, no, you need to do this or, you know, you need to try that. Oh,
1: no, I will for sure, because I realize I'm slightly Ill- illiterate and I went through enough teams and agencies to realize, OK, you know, I'm going <laughs> to so, so I'll definitely tell you and you'll be able to like, but but I'm, I'm pretty much done with this team. But once they build this thing, then I'll bring it to you and just you just give me your opinion.
0: Sweet. You got it. And, uh, if you just, if for whatever reason, you just decide to do it on your own teachable and think are great platforms to host courses on. Yeah, Thinkific. It, it, it's, it's mine's on Thinkific. Yep.
1: Okay. okay. Great. Cool. Awesome. Thanks brother. All right, brother. All right. Have a good, good one. Boss,